Hello and welcome to the International Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Nate F. I'm so excited to be bringing this episode to you. It's going to be a little bit different than our normal episodes. We have a special guest, Jeremy. He is one of the athletes I coach. He's an age grouper who just did his first ever draft legal triathlon at Triton Man here in San Diego, California. He's going to share with you his thoughts and his experiences. So I hope you find a lot of value in this episode. Let's talk about it. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You are my first international guest. Jeremy is from Canada, from Montreal, and that is in the province of Quebec. That's right. Right. Jeremy was giving me a hard time the other week because I was saying Providence, which apparently is like the capital of Rhode Island. But, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning all these terms. Okay, so... Uh, Jeremy, I'm just going to start off with a little icebreaker question just to get people a little, little bit more info on you and stuff like that. Um, what is the first big mistake you made in like your first triathlon, like a silly mistake or something that you can remember? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my first triathlon was, uh, out in Sacramento in California, which, uh, in the summertime can get pretty hot. Uh, and so I showed up on race morning and wanted my bike to be all prepped and all ready. And so I went to pump my tires and I pumped them to my normal pressure uh, without really thinking about it. Um, and as I was, I was standing around and prepping my transition area, I heard this huge pop. Uh, and I was like, oh, no, there goes my tube. Like it just blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, when I went to look, my tube was fine. And it was the person next to me, their tube had blown up. And at the time, I was like, wow, what a fool. Like this person like pumped their tires too much. Like. What a rookie mistake. Uh, and so I went to do my run warm up, uh, got ready for the race. And when I came back, of course, my tube had blown up as well because of nice. the heat. Uh, and so I went to the mechanic's tent and uh, asked him for some help to just do like a quick switch, put my new tube in. But it turned out that in the process of my tube blowing up, it had also ripped my tire. And so when we put the new tube in, pumped it up, it just immediately blew up as well. Uh, and so at this point, there was 15 minutes until the race. I had no tube, no tire. Uh, and essentially didn't have a bike to ride. This guy walks in out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, I have this extra bike I'm trying to sell on the side, so I won't be riding it. Do you want to just grab a wheel and throw it onto your bike? And I said, absolutely. Nice. Uh, and so I grabbed that wheel, put it on my bike. Turns out it was a slightly thinner wheel, so my brake didn't like fully touch the, the rim, Perfect. but I still had some braking power. Yeah. Yeah. But to be honest, I was trying to not brake the entire race, so it, it turned out pretty good. Um, ended up riding the entire race with this with this other wheel and had a great time. So that's awesome. Well, you don't really need brakes. Yeah. All all they do is really just slow you down, and they don't really help you go fast. So that's cool. Exactly. That that was the mindset for sure. Nice. Awesome. Well, sweet. So on today's episode, we're doing a little Triton Man special. We're gonna talk about what Triton Man is. It's a draft legal elite development race here in the U.S. So it's kind of in the theme of the podcast where we cover draft legal racing. Um, it's kind of like a pro amateur race. So there's a few pros, 
a lot of collegiate athletes and some age group athletes who maybe want to try and get their pro card or um, just do some draft legal racing. And the reason why I'm having Jeremy on is because this was his first ever draft legal race. So I just want to get his perspective on draft legal triathlon, how he's feeling going into the race, and just kind of like show you that Jeremy's only done like a few triathlons before this. He recently started doing triathlon in these past uh, year or two. So he's not like super experienced and he has a full-time job. So he has to fit training in around his work, but he was still able to compete and have a good time at this draft legal race and race against some pros and some fast people. So yeah, so Jeremy, this was your first draft legal race. I kind of talked you into doing it. You were a little bit hesitant at first. Um, what was that hesitation? Yeah, I think it was just the intimidation factor of like how fast uh, people are just in draft legal racing. Like my entire view of draft legal racing is just everything that I see like online and on TV. So that's like watching WTS races, uh, Super League races. And so I see how fast those guys swim. And then I look at my times in the pool and I'm like, I am nowhere near that. And so the idea of going to race against some pros and, and some really strong swimmers from, you know, different colleges, that was definitely super intimidating. And that idea of not being in a bike pack and then having to bike the entire bike course on my own, and then hopefully having the opportunity to run a 5k at the end, that was just really scary going into it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, the swim is definitely key in draft legal racing and you can get lapped out because it's usually multiple laps on the bike for most races. So it definitely can be an intimidating thing, but um, yeah, so you train about like 12 hours a week, probably on average, You would you say? Yeah, something like that. It definitely changes from week to week, depending what's going on at work and just other things in life, but on average. Yeah, so 12 yeah. hours is not like a ton. Like a lot of the pros are training like 20 plus hours, like 20 to 30 hours, so Jeremy definitely isn't like training at the pro level and he was still able to like do his race. So yeah, let's just talk through like your experience, like the day before the race, you're at the pre-race meeting, you're hearing all the rules. There's a lot more rules in draft legal racing. So what were some things you maybe learned from that pre-race meeting that, and just what was the vibe going into it the day before that's different than like say a local non-draft triathlon? Yeah, uh, definitely just there being a rules meeting was a big difference from non-draft legal. Uh, I, I'd never sat in one, so that was so super interesting just to see like everyone who you're going to race the next day, like the day before, and kind of like scope out the competition if you want, in a way. Um, it actually did make me a little more confident, I think, just being in that rules meeting, just like having someone go over uh, like the course uh, and like what it's going to look like, the number of laps, uh, and just re-emphasize all those little things that I'm gonna need to do, make sure everything's like in my bucket, in transition um, and whatnot. And so I appreciated that part of it. The, the one part I think that did stress me out and you sitting next to me prob probably felt this the most, like every time they mentioned this lap out rule on the bike, I think I got slightly more nervous. Mm -hmm. um, they just mentioned how, if you do get lapped out, you need to step off your bike and walk it back to transition. And that was all I had in my head probably for those like whole 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, otherwise it, it still was like fun, fun part of the experience. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So for most draft legal races, at least here in the U S I'm not sure how it is for 
like other countries and stuff, but we have, uh, yeah, little pre-race meetings before the race just to go over the rules since there are a lot more rules and stuff, and you can get like time penalties and things like that that you have to serve in the race, um, whereas in like a regular non-draft, like sprint triathlon, you can still technically get time penalties, but it's usually just like they add it on to your overall time. Um, so yeah, there's definitely some differences in draft legal racing. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump right into it. Race morning, you're getting warmed up. You're about ready to start. You're like lined up in a big group of people. Um, there's about 50 people in the race and everyone starts at the same time because it's draft legal. There's no like time trial starts or like group starts, like smaller groups. It's just everyone starting at once. Like, how are you feeling? Definitely super nervous. Uh, I think the the biggest thing that told me I was like nervous and just like on adrenaline was the fact that I didn't even notice the water was as cold as it was. Like I remember them saying, I think it was like 59 yeah. uh, that morning. And so like wetsuit mandatory. Mm -hmm. And I walked into the water and like, it was as if I was walking in the pool uh, that I usually swim at. I just didn't even notice the fact that it was cold, which was great. That was mm -hmm. a great part of it. But it just showed that like, yeah, my, my heart was probably beating like crazy fast and, and just getting really hyped for the race. Um, lining up with all the other swimmers uh, in between like the two surfers I at that point I feel like my mind just went like blank and I was just thinking like okay just swim this 750 meters as fast as you can and, mm -hmm. and just send it because that's going to be the race right there and once you get on the bike then it's it'll it'll be a good time so yeah yeah awesome so what was the experience of swimming and starting with 50 people everyone being like reasonably fast versus like say like santa cruz triathlon which you did earlier like last year yeah very different in, in santa cruz maybe the first 15 20 meters were a bit hectic as everyone tries to find their spot and the faster swimmers end up you know going ahead and the slower swimmers stay behind and i would find myself maybe towards the middle to front of that pack in santa cruz but i'd get clear water pretty fast here that that was not the case even going all out for those 50 meters, I, I was still right in the middle of this huge group of people. I had people like rolling over my back. You know, yeah. I had arms swinging onto my head. I had people like on my legs. I couldn't really kick. I could, I felt like I was like vertical in the water. Like my hips were just like sinking everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that lasted for like a hundred meters. It wasn't like there was a separation at some point. Um, so it was kind of scary i guess at some times because you're like wow is this going to be like the entire swim like this and you're like working so hard and it just doesn't feel sustainable but at the same time it it was just like a really cool cool thing to experience nice yeah and you said you came out of the water with like four or five people like right next to you right that's right yeah, yeah. so that's, that was that yeah. I, I was gonna say that was like an amazing feeling because mm -hmm. as i mentioned before for me the swim was probably the thing that worried me the most and so just seeing some other swimmers around me that i was going to be able to work with on the bike that was definitely super reassuring and i i feel like at that point i knew it was going to be like a good day that was sort of the moment that's awesome yeah that's that's a great feeling i've definitely had that before when i first started doing draft legal racing when you come out of water and there's a group of people around you and you're like okay i'll be in a pack on the bike i'll be okay type thing mm -hmm. so yeah so we looked at the results and jeremy was I think like what were you 39th out of the water or something that's right 39th so yeah so like 39th out of 50 so a little bit towards the back but jeremy worked a lot on his transitions going into this race we just did like a transition couple transition clinics before the race um, because it's really critical for 
draft legal racing to have a fast transition. So that definitely helped Jeremy get a little bit further ahead out of the swim. And um, yeah, so starting the bike, how was that like, uh, how is that different from uh, just a normal not draft triathlon? I think the biggest difference is that you got to get into like intense bike mode immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a, in a non-draft legal triathlon, you can sort of go at your own pace, you know, take maybe catch your breath from the swim and running over uh, and then, you know, pick it up as you feel comfortable to make sure that you put out the best effort over the 20 kilometers or whatever distance it is. While in in this case, my transition helped me and put me towards the front of my pack. But at the same time, once those other cyclists, like once they got on their bikes, they just hit it right away. And you need to be at that same pace if you want to stay with that group. And so I think just being checked in mentally to be able to jump onto the group, that was, that was a big difference. Nice. That's awesome. And you ended up being in a pretty reasonable, like size group, like what, how many people are in your group? At, at the biggest, I want to say we had like 12 people mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. So that's really fun. That's one thing that I really love about draft legal racing is you get to kind of play tactics a little bit. Whereas like a non-draft triathlon, it's kind of just like a lot of times it's just you out there, like doing like a time trial effort. And um, yeah, in a draft legal race, you get to work with other people. You get to kind of like decide if you want to conserve energy on the bike or really push hard. Um, and you also like start the run with like a few other people like right next to you or around you, which often yeah. doesn't really happen in non-draft triathlons. Um, so yeah. So what was that feeling like coming off the bike uh, with a few people around you? It was, it was awesome. I think the, the bike just maybe not speaking about the transition as much, but just before that, the, the bike portion of the race was definitely the most fun for me just because mm-hmm. it is the most different from the non-draft legal. Uh, just having that group dynamic and like thinking about uh, just being aware if someone else makes a move to like follow it uh, and mean someone else even on the last lap, like tried to make a bit of a move to, to gap the group coming into transition. It didn't work out, but I was just so happy that I had the opportunity to like make that move and, and give it a go. Um, and then, yeah, coming into transition with, with uh, like 10 other people, that was also super fun. You know, everyone is all obviously hurting at that point from like a hard bike and a hard swim, but everyone still has 5k to run. Uh, so that was, yeah, it was fun and just felt like a little race inside the race. Yeah, that's awesome. And I wanted to point out, Jeremy is not like, he doesn't come from a bike racing background. He doesn't come from a swimming background. Um, like I said, actually, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Jeremy plays ultimate Frisbee. So it doesn't necessarily translate to biking or swimming or anything but um he does the local group ride in the bay area on like saturdays and stuff so i know a lot of like triathletes who do group rides with other people and if you can do a group ride you could probably do a draft legal race would you say jeremy absolutely the group rides definitely help a ton with just the pack riding skills and knowing you know yeah how to respond to other cyclists but once, once you get a couple of those under your belt, you can definitely do a draft legal race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is Jeremy is not on. So in, dra- in draft legal racing, you have to race on a road bike, just like traditional drop style bars. And uh, those are, there's a lot less of a difference between uh, like entry level road bike, like one Jeremy has that he picked up for like maybe a thousand bucks and a nine, $10,000 road bike. Cause you're all drafting like, that has more of an effect on like if you have a super fancy bike. Um, whereas in non-draft racing, a lot of people, if they don't have that $10,000 bike, 
they're not going to podium in their age group, you know? So there's like a bigger discrepancy as far as like how much the bike cost affects your speed and performance in a non-draft. Um, whereas in a draft legal race, it's like, doesn't really matter as long as you got a decently working road bike, you could kind of rock up and have a good time. Um, so yeah, so you ended up running and having a pretty decent run. Um, and just overall thoughts, like on the race, do you feel like you want to do another draft legal race after this one? I, I would love to at some point. This was, this was so much fun. Uh, I think, yeah, just like, I, I think what attracts me to triathlon is, is obviously like the continuous uh, self-improvement like in the sport you can always see your times improving um, but I love that you know 1v1 like racing aspect you know inside the race itself I love getting into these like little battles with other people be it on the bike when we're drafting or when we all get off and we get onto that run and I think those are just emphasized in draft legal racing as opposed to non-draft uh, and so I'm definitely craving for some more of that in the future that's awesome and uh, yeah would you like recommend I know there's not like a lot of draft legal racing opportunities in the US, but there is some for like age group level people like you um, and like most people out there who have maybe already done a couple non-draft triathlons. Would you recommend it to uh, other people to like try if they've only done non-draft races? I would, I would absolutely recommend it. If they have a few non-draft legal races under their belt uh, and they're just looking to try something else, uh, I would absolutely recommend it. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so we're coming to the end. I just want to finish off with this. Do you have any, like, one favorite moment from the race, whether it's, like, it doesn't even have to be necessarily in the race, before or after, but, like, what was your favorite part about it and something you think you're going to remember for, like, a really long time? Ooh, that, is, that is a great question. Um, I feel like, for me, it was probably when we were just on the bike and we had that big group, maybe when we were, like, up to 10 or 12 people and just doing a hard pull on the front and then getting off to the side and seeing like the rest of the group just come through. And I was just, I was fully taking advantage of the situation. I was yelling at people to go and push harder on the bike. And just like that moment uh, where like everyone was working in unison, like that was, that was super cool. Awesome. Well, sweet. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jeremy. I think this is going to be a really cool episode. Um, I'm trying to put this episode out there to show that like you can race draft legal as an age grouper and you really get a totally different triathlon experience than you may have ever had before doing a non-draft race. And yeah, it's becoming more and more popular. Like there's more and more draft legal races popping up all over the country. Um, and yeah, so it's pretty exciting. I know one draft legal race, if you're in the US, is going to be draft legal nationals, which there's no qualification for. It's all like age group stuff. And I think that's going to be in Dallas, Texas, but you can find that on USA Triathlon's website. So if you've never done a draft legal race, but you've been thinking about it, um, I would say give it a go and try it out. And yeah. So Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the pod. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. This was fun. Okay. Awesome. Have a good one, man. I'll see ya. You too. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode with Jeremy. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode and just hearing Jeremy's story of his first draft legal triathlon. I wanted to give a shout out also to UCSD for hosting Triton Man every year. I've done it the past four years and 
it's such a fun race and they do a really good job hosting. So if you're looking for maybe that first draft legal triathlon, they're doing it again in 2023. So come out to San Diego. It'll be a really fun time. And lastly, if you are an age group athlete or even a junior or just anyone looking for a triathlon coach, I do have a few spots in my uh, coaching athlete roster so just feel free to reach out at the podcast email which is it.triathlonpod at gmail or check out my website which will be linked below it's nadef.com i hope you have a great day and as always let's keep talking about it 